and welcome back to another edition of Bumper to Bumper Podcast. This is episode number, what is this? This is episode number 17. Wow. We've done over four months of Bumper to Bumper. We're coming to you every Monday. You know what it is. It's March 23rd, 2020. We're in the vortex right now. And uh, very exciting, my favorite word, exciting, um, guest today. Uh, he is a director. He is a social media aficionado. He is an espresso lover. He is a Canadian. Uh, we've got the very fun, uh, always enjoyable, Cole Walliser. And we're going to get in it today and talk to him about how he got a start. Uh, his massive success with the glam bots. Uh, we'll talk about what the hell a glam bot is. Probably like, what's a glam bot? Is that a new Alexa device that Jeff Bezos is putting out? No, it's not. It's something cooler than that, okay? You hear that, Jeff Bezos? We don't see you selling any glam bots on Amazon Prime. Anyway, I'm a little uh, hot to trot today. I already drank a double espresso, and apparently Cole is making me another double espresso Americano on ice. So I'm excited about that. I'm wearing a spooky bonus t-shirt, limited edition. You can't buy it. I don't know when you're going to be able to buy it, but you can watch our spooky bonuses on at spooky bonus on the Instagram. Enough plugging me. I'm going to plug Chris's butt. We're going to call him right now. And we're going to get them on the pod. We're going to get this little train going. Uh, very excited. We just got back from Mammoth Film Fest. Here we go. I'm going to be silent as he's picking up his phone. Hello. And, hey, there he is. You always say, hello. No, I don't. You go, hello. Look, I always it's, say, it's um. Your that's, thing. What I, that's what I say. Um. Oh, you, yeah, um. I say it too. Time. I say, uh, and um. I think I'm going to say that a lot on this podcast. Because I'm Why? doing two things at once. I'm driving around and I'm saying, okay. um, when we were listening back to one of the podcasts, I, it was just burning a, uh, there it goes again, a, a worm in my skull. doesn't matter. Welcome to Bumper to Bumper, everybody. I'm the host you care about, Chris Candy. Rick Darge is a... Uh, <laughs> I'm pure trash. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've upgraded from pure trash. Why is oh. this? What is going I'm getting the... Hold on one sec. Just moving my little thing. Jesus. Uh, it's what? already begun. The difficulties of your what, life. What happened was I've got the recorder sitting on the seat next to me, and it activated. Nobody gives this. a shit. Okay, no one cares. Who cares? Okay, <laughs> let's just get this People thing in high here. octane. People, we have, here, to, we, we have got, to go. We have to mellow into yeah, this one. We, we got to mellow it out because yeah. uh, our boy, uh, our fan, meats and sweets, is like he. We stressed him out uh, a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, we did the machete one. We, we were really going. Did. We were high octane. Um, what people don't know is that when you're doing a podcast, you're also having to safely drive, and you're dealing with a lot of elements, and you're trying to. Hey, guess what, you know, Rick? We nobody, were, nobody fucking cares. No one cares. If we were Rick. just. If no we were cares. just. If no one we were cares. Just in a. <laughs> they want us to get to the jokes. They want us to get to the funny. Okay. They I don't just want saw us to uh, a vanity plate. It was a Porsche, a nice brand new Porsche, and the vanity a vanity plate said minimalism. Like, fuck that guy in his $90,000 <laughs> Porsche. I, I'm sure he's living a minimalist life. How about you donate the Porsche, okay? Donate it to the Red Cross because coronavirus is here to stay, baby. One thing about this That's podcast right. that I've noticed is that 
I touch my face a lot, and I... Don't touch... You can't do that anymore. Well, guess what? People are going to bear witness to me touching my face this entire podcast, because that's what I do. I touch my face. <laughs> and I sniff. I just thought I of sniffle, a, uh, a... And I sniffle. I thought and of and a... And I have a light cough. I thought of a... I just I thought it. of a fun show. Yeah. Um, it, it is... Um, it's like a court drama, mm-hmm. and it's about a, uh, a bear that witnesses a murder, and it's called Bear Witness. <laughs> That's kind of like where's this party? Red Rover, a dog that witnesses a murder, but I like oh. Bear Witness better because it's got the double entendre going, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so where I are you? I feel like we're gonna get a lot of weird connection issues today because every yeah. time that there's clouds, it's a rainy day today on this March 23rd in Los Angeles. I am in a new state. It's a neighboring state. I've never been to this state before. It is the state of Santa Monica. <laughs> and uh, it took me a fucking hour to get here. It'll probably take me four hours yeah. to get home. I might as well, you know, get a plane. should take a plane home because that, God, that's just, I'm just going to cancel that joke because it's not even good. Yeah, um, I canceled that joke for you. That was a very bad joke. I love Santa yeah. Monica. I used to live there. And when yes. I need to take a little breather, a little vacation, I have been known to just drive on out there and go up the PCH. You seem like a Santa Monica guy. You feel like a Christopher Cross, Santa Monica, flip-flops with your bare toes, uh, drinking a margarita, listening to Jimmy Buffett on your drive home. That's the kind of guy you are. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Rick. Just put me in the whole fucking nerdy white male category who's like 55 years old. No, I didn't say nerdy old. white male. I didn't say nerdy yeah, white male. Yeah, you inferred it, uh, I said, no. You're like a... Um, you're a easygoing uh, guy, you know? I'm you're not easygoing. Like... I, I'm high octane. <laughs> I'm high octane, all right? You're I'm like, the guy sure, that's... whatever. Cut I just, me off. I don't care. I just ran the LA Marathon this weekend, but in the Vortex, it's whatever it is. A couple weekends ago. But I just ran the LA Marathon. I cannot move my legs. What was the LA Marathon like? Um, tell us about it. How did you do? The LA Marathon was a beautiful experience. This is my third time running it. It's the most interesting way to see Los Angeles. You start at Dodger Stadium and you maneuver and cut through all of these awesome neighborhoods of Los Angeles, ending up at the Santa Monica Pier. And okay. it, I've cried several times while on it. I get overwhelmed. I love. You cried? Yes, I cried on oh. it during the LA Marathon. Are you I, like? Are you full on like bawling, or are you suppressing your tears like every man in America does? I'm suppressing my tears. I am absolutely suppressing my tears. It sounds kind of <laughs> like this. Here, this is me on the LA Marathon. Ready? It's yeah, this. do it. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> do you slap yourself and be like, "No, Chris." You gotta do better, like your friend who said, "I take big poops and I'm a big boy." Yes, <laughs> I suppressed it, but it made me feel good. So I think it's actually a good thing. But when I was crying, the emotions were so great they overwhelmed me. It would slow my pace down. My pace would get slower. Oh. And this year, I will go on record saying it was my slowest year finishing the marathon. For two, oh. re- for two, re- I finished it in six hours, which is a very bad time. The years prior, okay. I finished it at 5.07, 5.12. I was looking to finish underneath five hours, but two things led to me doing this. I waited in two lines during the marathon to go to the bathroom. Very long lines, and it ate up like 20 minutes of my time. And then yeah. secondly, I did a stupid CrossFit-style workout class on Wednesday, and you're not supposed to do any running or any exercise the week of the marathon. I did it. Destroyed my legs. John Why'd Wessel- you do that? Because I'm an idiot, 
and I love physical activity. It is a tick of mine, similar to saying the word, uh, which I haven't done much during this podcast. I'm very you conscious just did it. of you it. I've done you know it twice. Tick, I'm doing you know a, I'm doing a little counter. I'm doing a little counter in my head. Who's been saying it more? And so far, you're winning. Go ahead. You know what's a tick of mine? What's that? Eating uh, meatball sandwiches from Bay City's Deli, because that's where I'm going after this podcast. You're gonna go to Bay Cities? Yeah, I am never, ever, ever in Santa Monica, and I'm like, I forgot how good Bay Cities is. And now that I got my headshots taken, I can just get super fat, because it doesn't matter. I have a girlfriend, and I have headshots, so I'm going to get totally bloated. Maybe I'll meet you over there, and we can get a oh, sandwich really? afterwards. Yeah, I'll meet you. Let's do that. Yeah, meet yeah, me there. Perfect. Yeah, because I, oh. I, I have nowhere to go right now. I was waiting to decide what I was going to do during the podcast. But uh, yeah. I'm going to just drive over Let's that do, way. We'll do a little lunch. Um, okay, so I am approaching Cole. I see him. Cole has the most beautiful hair. Oh, Cole my God. Cole does have very He's about to get hair. in the car. We're about to get Cole. Get ready for He's this. Coming to be a in. very uh, Canadian podcast. This is going to be very crazy. This is going to be a very Canadian podcast. Is this the first other right Canadian we have on the show? Right I'm trying here? to remember. I think it's the only Canadian we've ever had. Really? He's, he's walking up. Yo! Up, How you doing? We're rolling. We got him. This is good. Get on in. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Cole. Wait, Cole's giving you a coffee. I'm not getting a coffee Cole, this no. time. That's You're not getting a already, coffee. Because I'm already buzzed on yeah, coffee. He's we already in. know that because okay. that's all we talk about on this podcast. Chris, can you shut up? Put this in your left ear. It's I will not clean. shut up. Chris, please shut up. Can you hear Chris? Hello. There we go. Okay. Hi, Dude, Cole. Cole. Thank you so much. Hey, Chris. What's happening? I think What's got up, two man? Canadians How are you? Oh, you're, you're, ca- you're Canadian? Yeah, yes. Chris always talks about it. What? Yeah, Rick, here we go. I'm going to get out of the car right now. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You just want to hold up. What yeah, is happening? <laughs> fuck. Dude, I'm yes. stuck. I am stoked. We got Cole in the car. What we is got up? Cole in the car. How are you, Cole? I'm doing fantastic. Stoked to be a guest on the podcast, man. Stoked to have you. Now, where are we going to take you so we can oh, get that so all this, dialed in? Oh, so this is the fun thing. Well, it's actually pretty close, so we can go drive around for a second. Yeah, let's drive around for but a bit. But I'm doing the full inception on Bumper to Bumper, and we are going to reclaim frame the same place oh my that, God, that Chris no! was to. Because I watched <laughs> the podcast the other day. That's and, awesome. And uh, I was like, yo, I need to frame something, so I brought my little frame thing. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, we're going to go... We're gonna go, and I'm gonna drop his name and try to get a discount. Dude, we gotta get him to sponsor this podcast. You're gonna be like, you've re- been mentioned twice on Bumper to Bumper. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And What's last time I took Chris to reclaim frame, and now you're taking Cole to reclaim. My God. Oh my God. See, I'm uh, getting so excited on the podcast. I almost killed someone, Chris. Look, I don't even, do that. I even gave don't you branded do that. coffee. Oh my God. I have a fake coffee company this called is Cafe awesome. Coleone. That is awesome. And uh, we have branded coffee mugs So this is cafe. this is your, you brewed this, or you made I, this. I brewed it. I did not roast the beans. You didn't ro- what, what beans? Okay. Now, Chris, I don't know if you know this. Cole, I follow his Instagram religiously, hmm. and uh, it's my new religion, and he, <laughs> ha- you've got this amazing espresso machine. I do have a good espresso machine. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's a good one. I yeah. looked it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. I became obsessed with coffee a couple years ago, okay. and I only do, like, obsessive deep dives into things. It's mm. all or nothing for me. Right. Oh, wow. Nice. Tasty stuff? Yeah. I That's wish I could be sharing a coffee with you, Chris. You'll have to come over to the west side uh, It tastes time. like... Uh, I would love to. I, I would know what. It's got like a... It it's, tastes like food, almost. Oh, there you, I think that's good. <laughs> yeah, like a, a smoked coffee. meat. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure if that's good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ew, that's that's my disgusting. first reaction. <laughs> no, it's so actually. Wait, really also good. said yum with it, so I don't yeah. know. Cole, no, it's you delicious. own you own a coffee company, 
but you do not brew the <laughs> no. beans. It's a f- I'm confused. No, no. I'm fully okay, confused. Okay, okay. So here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here, let's break it down. Break so it down, break it down, break I it down, became please. obsessed with coffee. I had my first cup of coffee in my 30s. Yes. Uh, and I became quickly obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I was a tea drinker being from Canada. I only would drink tea. And so I didn't want to become obsessed. Clearly, I had a cup of coffee and then became right. obsessed. I bought a couple coffee machines. I'm on my second one. It's really fancy. Uh, and now I make my own coffee. I made a logo. And, oh, so this is what happened. People would come. I would entice people to come over for coffee. And yeah. My nickname is Coleone. Yeah. So we'd be like, oh, come to Cafe Coleone. People would come over. We'd have a cup of coffee and it'd have, be a great time. I then, for shits and gigs, made my own logo and name I love and it. printed oh, that's my so own cool. coffee cups. <laughs> so now it's like a fake coffee. It's like a fake real cafe you know, in my kitchen. I see you I love opening it. up uh, this actual oh, cafe. Oh, yeah, I there. would love to. Yeah, I feel like you're going to do this. I would love to. I would. It would be, uh, that's my dream, is to just basically quit the industry right. and go start a <laughs> coffee roasting company in Hawaii and live the best life ever. So you're from, um, you're from Vancouver, correct? I am from Vancouver, Canada. Nice. Yes, yes. Yeah, tell... Just get into it. Let's uh, All right. Well, yeah. uh, get into it. I'm I'm from Toronto, sound. Canada. I like talking Chris, about Chris, nobody Canada. cares. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Rick. Um, no. No, I care. That's a fantastic place to be from, but uh, it's not where I'm from. Vancouver, the West Coast, uh, yeah, otherwise very the best coast. Sorry, Chris. Shots fired. Shots um, fired. So, but yeah, grew up in Canada. I, I started filming, skateboarding, snowboarding, mm. doing that whole thing as cool. the How old? young How old outdoorsman. You? Outdoorsman. You uh, 12, 13. Okay, cool. So Same. people used to hand me a camera. They'd be like, oh, cool, you know how to get cool shots? So they'd give me the camera. And, and, and that was where I learned how to figure out, like, oh, if I go from low to high or left to right yeah. or whatever, how it would affect what we're looking at. Right. And then as, you know, that probably was the first deep dive obsession that I that I had mm-hmm. and just, like, got super into it. Well, I guess actually maybe skateboarding was, but camera maybe was the next thing. And then... Uh, yeah, just now, just learned as much as I could and just always had a camera in my hand and always shooting and editing. Were you a filmer for a lot of skaters in Canada? Uh, any pros we might know of? Uh, or were you just uh, skateboarding? No. I grew up skating. I grew up skating. I just well, was curious. So, so, yeah, I mean, like, I would skate. I mean, we would skate with, like, the Red Dragon guys. Like, those are, like, my heroes, like Colin McKay and Sluggo and yeah, all those guys from Vancouver. Uh, and, but I would never film them. We would just okay. film our other friends. But I, I was sponsored for a while, and I definitely was, like quote-unquote, in the scene. Well, yeah. uh, but, you know... Uh, do you still skate? Uh, I push around. Okay. I don't want to get hurt. Do you surf? Oh, right. I do surf. Nice. All right. That's nice. why I moved to the beach. It was yeah. to surf. Uh, yeah, this, I never it. see this beach. I'm on the east side, and I'm never You never here. see any beaches. What, be- just, what beach uh, are you I'm at? In you're, in, you're in Santa Monica. What beach are you guys at right now? We're right we're right at Santa Monica Beach right now, like by the pier. Yeah, we're uh, by the pier. Yeah, Base. I live in between Santa Monica and Venice, pretty much. Oh, I love that area. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you so are you? Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, let me get in on the questions with Cole, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, please, please, please. You got to be dominant on this podcast. You got to be dominant on this podcast, Cole. Yeah, uh, I've learned that. All the ums. So you were skateboarding, it's nutty, and then like a nutty taste. Yeah, oh, it's very, very uh-huh. nice. <laughs> <laughs> talking about nutty taste over in this car here. So when did you move down to Los Angeles from Canada, or did you go from Canada to another part of the States? What was your uh, your I, move? I went, I came straight here, 2006, no social media, okay. wanted to be in film, wanted to be a director, uh, and the only option was to go to LA. So I basically got a visa, a lawyer and a visa, and, and moved out here in 2006. So okay. many, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, and since then, the industry has changed quite a bit, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, been here for 14 years now. 
Amazing. This is home. True Angelino now. I heard that. Yeah. After 10 years, that's that's the cliche everyone says. Oh, but yeah. But I feel that's true. I, I agree with it. Something yeah. happens when you hit a decade that you just like, okay, this is home now. Oh, right. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what happens, too, is you meet everybody else who hasn't been here for 10 years, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been here for way longer <laughs> yeah. than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Everybody yeah. else has moved home and given yeah. up already. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've seen friends come in and out, and usually mm. it's about a year people oh, give yeah. it. There's a huge drop off after a year. Yeah, they're like, it's not happening yet? And you're like, dude, you gotta put in 85 years before yeah. At least. Yeah, when at you least get, 85. You We're get, in for the long haul. Right. When you get to five, so, those last five years, you're gonna do real good. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're gonna accelerate. You peak at 80. Yeah. So what, um, what, how did you get your start when you came down? How did you start like getting jobs, and what was your process? Of yeah, well, I started as an editor, so uh, I, that was like my Me more too. Ta- yeah. There yeah, you go, yeah. my more tangible skill. I think like directing is so like ephemeral a little bit. Like you like who knows what they really do or what mm-hmm. that skill is. It's sure, sort of yeah. like you, you know. But editing is like you either can or you cannot edit something. Right. You give someone a hard drive, they turn around garbage. You're not an editor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you turn right. around a thing, you you can edit. Yeah. So it was it was an easier way to sort of get in because I did know how to edit. Uh, so I started editing. I was in the dance community. I also used to dance, and okay. so oh, I'd cool. shoot dance videos and edit dance videos. I'd edit dancer reels, mm. choreography reels, like whatever I could really just to just to stay afloat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of like where I started, and then. Uh, as I jumped ahead there, I shot dance stuff and little music videos and mm-hmm. one thing at a time just kind of like started shooting bigger and better things. Did you feel like the clutches of the post world kind of gripping on you and like, because uh, I noticed when I was an editor when I started off, there was definitely like you saw this branch like, oh, you could just stay in this world forever and never do what you really want to do. Um, right. Or was yeah. it a natural uh, evolution for well, you? Well, so for me, like I never really got into having like uh, I never worked at a post house. Like I never got like a I never had a job as an editor that was like a trajectory for yeah. any kind of career. It was just like gigs here and there. Mm-hmm. So sure. it wasn't I, I, I the idea of getting sucked in. I was always like. I never want to do wedding videos because right. I was like, that seems like I would definitely get sucked into that because yeah. it's like they pay well, and then like once you're in that lane, it's like you can't get out. Right. Yeah. A lot like, of I'm not doing get, that. A lot of people get in that world. That's true. I was in that world yeah. for two years. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got out. Well, yeah, I, lo- I, I love it. A success out. story. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, because I feel like if I worked at a post house where there was like a career to move up and a like salary. be the main editor, yeah, yeah, you know, and you had benefits, like that's a harder thing to leave. But I always totally was just gigging. So it was like. Yeah, I was like, I'm either gigging at an editing gig or gigging as a little directing gig. I also would DJ back then, too. It was like, I did as much as I could to, like, make a living. Cool. Uh, And I feel like if I didn't have the three things, like, I I would dance here and there, I would DJ, and I would edit. Yeah. And, like, if if editing wasn't going, I would have a little dance gig. If DJ wasn't going, I'd have an editing gig. And I was like, that was the only way I was able to survive when I first came out here. Multiple streams. Yeah. 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 Where were you living? Where were you living when you moved down from Vancouver to L.A.? Oh, the valley. The valley okay. did. Where in yeah. the valley? What's it? Right on uh, Studio, st- like Sherman Oaks. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, right in there. Um, right by the Whole Foods. Right, Hugo's right. Tacos was a mainstay of mine. Oh, okay. Hugo's. That's right. Yeah, they oh. got the good veggie taco. Oh, yeah. I got the Honey Chipotle. Shout out to Hugo's. They should be a sponsor of this. You should Chris, drive your, your guests there and Chris get tacos. Chris every restaurant. Like, we'll be in a different no, part of town. No, I goes, don't. You know what's good about Glendale? Uh, Vesuvio's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, what? Vesuvio's? It's not Vesuvio's. It's called Rafi's. <laughs> Rafi's, Rafi's, <laughs> Rafi's. Haven't been either of those places. <laughs> it helps me like feel connected to the conversation when someone's like, "I love uh, 
you know, Santa Barbara. It's like, ah, yes, you can go to Freebirds up there. Ha, 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 food. It's always kind of a circular <laughs> conversation around food. It's my true addiction. Yeah, but Anyways, you don't know that info to have good combos. You just know that info because you pay attention to that, right? Yeah. Yes. That's just your justification for not seeming weird knowing all the restaurants, He's a connoisseur. Right? <laughs> I'm a connoisseur. No, that's good. I think it's good. Well, You're I a just, connoisseur, Chris. Just own I'm it. A, yeah, yeah, I'm a connoisseur. That's my new nickname, Chris the Connoisseur. You love restaurants in all areas of the United States. <laughs> this is a good thing. I've, I've been lucky that I've had friends that love food way more than I do, and I've been able to travel around with them and, and check out these fun restaurants in the city that I love, Los Angeles, California. That's one of the best things about L.A. is the fact that we, we honestly have the best food here. I mean, you can get f- any type of food from any type of culture. And that's what makes it uh, what makes it great, you know. So that's my bit about LA. I, wow, I agree well, that with was that a statement. great podcast, Rick. Uh, it was really nice talking to you, Cole. Have a great day. We'll, uh, we'll we'll be back next week. This is bumper to bumper. That was Rick's final thought. <laughs> so uh, you you're here. You're you're dancing. You're doing all of these things. And what was the first stride you had while you were working? Because you do a lot of interesting stuff that we're going to get into in the podcast, but. What was the first bump for you, the first kind of thing where you're like, okay, this seems like the right thing to be doing because I can only imagine because I've fallen victim to this of like loving doing a bunch of things, but then eventually you kind of start focusing on one thing because everything's pushing you in that direction. What was that for you, Mr. Cole? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it always it always was filmmaking. Like, I moved out right. here to be a filmmaker. So right. the dancing and DJing, like, I was definitely never the best dance, dancer out there. I, I was... Good enough to like get little jobs here and there, but mm-hmm. like I had friends that were like way better. So it's like that was never the trajectory for me. Got and it. even okay. with DJing, it was like I don't want to be a touring DJ. It's fun. I like doing it. It's a cool gig. But sure, you know, I was like, it's just a thing. It was yeah. filmmaking was always the main right. thing. Um, and and it wasn't. I'm trying to think of like when that seemed feasible. I mean, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. No, it it's sort of like. I don't know. I, I think I started working with a couple artists. Like, I worked with Miley Cyrus very early on in my career when she was, like, Hannah Montana, like, the height of her That's thing. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Um, we directed these dance, these online dance videos mm. on YouTube in 2008, like, when YouTube oh, was, wow. like, just a thing. And I think we were sort of, like, starting to put the first... I, it was, like, the first time, like, some big celebrities were on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it made a lot of noise and, like, got a lot of attention. And that was a time where I was like, oh, like, this might... This could be a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I did a thing with somebody that people know who they are. Like, maybe I can keep doing this, you know? Sure. How did that opportunity come about? Through, the, through the dance world. Okay, yeah. uh, And through offering to do stuff for free, really. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's like, a, you have a, I have a love-hate with this free work uh, mentality, and I think it's important to do at some points. It's sort of where we can get into that, but, I mean, that's kind of a... I totally know what you're saying. I know exactly no, no, what you're saying. Boring, no, 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 like, please. This I is think a great that's topic. Interesting. There's for, pros and for cons. A lot of people look up to you, and uh, you know, a lot of filmmakers look up to your work. And yeah. I think it's good to impart well, some of the sure. So, there, yeah. so here's here's my thought on that. I, I think that like you you obviously I think it's good to do some free work because it does open the doors. The two biggest jobs I got early in my career were because I offered to do things for free. Sure. Now. It depends if someone's like, hey, I want you to do this video and I want you to pay, I don't want to pay you nothing and it's for your exposure, by all means say no to that because that's bullshit, right? Right. But uh, if you see an opportunity to do something uh, and then you're willing to do it and and you see the value in it, then by all means it might might be good for you to to do. And so this case in point, I mean, this was a no-brainer. This opportunity was a no-brainer for me. Uh, My friends were choreographing for Miley Cyrus. Uh, They were... Uh, John Chu, who directed Step Up 2, 
was working with this kid, Adam Savani, mm-hmm. and they wanted to get some interaction going with them. YouTube was like kind of starting to be a thing, and there and we and John had the idea of like, oh, we should do these online dance battle videos, like have a dance battle but have it online. Yeah, right. You guys make a video and we make a video. Right. And so my friends were choreographing for uh, Miley. And they were like, oh, we need someone to make a video. Like, let's get Cole. So mm-hmm. they called me and like, hey, do you, hey, do you, are you interested? Do you want to do it? I'm like, obviously. And it's like, there was no money, but it was just like, yeah, of course I'm going to make a sweet video, yeah. right? Yeah. And even the same choreographer, she was uh, choreographing for Pink's tour, her Funhouse tour. And it was a, her hu- biggest job at the time. She was like, I want to get some behind the scenes, just some footage of this. Do you mind coming and shooting a bit for mm-hmm. me? And I was like, of course, sure. You know, knowing that, like, I'd probably meet Pink and some people around there. So I said I'd come shoot for free. I met Alicia Pink, and I met the tour director, this guy, Baz Halpin. And they liked my vibe, and they hired me on to do a couple days. But if I didn't agree to do that for free, I never would have been in that position. And then Pink was really the person that really launched my career. Because from her, I started doing Katy Perry and then Cover Girl. But it was because she gave me the chance because I was willing to do a thing for free. Because you did. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's like that one little act of you saying yes look at what happens right you know? yeah and i still and i still try to do like my thing is like i try to do like one music video for free a year yeah sure. because it's like I, I i'm in the i i can do it it's fun to just get down and dirty with a couple people and like have right. no budget right and so for the past couple of years i've done one music video a year maybe i didn't do one last year but i did one the year before and the year before that what right. was the one the year before so last maybe this was 2019 okay. uh my friend emily estrada she had a song out with this artist, uh, a producer named Paces, and they had a single out. They wanted to do a video, and so we basically just went up and down Venice with a gimbal and shot her skateboarding and mm. shot a couple of cool vignettes of her fun. performing, um, which was super cool and fun. Um, the entire budget for the video was seven hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's like paid for food and then one location, and uh, a couple like lights. <laughs> that was it. Like everybody's just working for free. Let's do this roundabout. Let's this do it a fun. couple times. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a roundabout right now, Chris. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go do it a couple laps. We'll just do this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Let's do one more lap. Well, People that's are a, us like we're that, crazy. We'll do one more lap in the roundabout. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Let come on in. in. Come yeah. on in. Is she? Good? That'd be funny if we all just started doing it. <laughs> Is it illegal to do multiple laps? I in don't think it's illegal, but. It's definitely it's confusing. Upon. I'll make sure. <laughs> I know where there's a roundabout near me. I'm going to go over to that one eventually. <laughs> that's an interesting point you bring up, Cole, because like, I've noticed that that it's absolutely important to say yes to a lot of things, and your energy and your vibe that you put out on a production, on a set, in a band, like goes beyond uh, your capabilities and, and your your skill set. Like skill set's very important, but people want to hang out with a cool person. They're not going to put yeah. a, a celebrity or a big talent next to somebody who's too intense. Unless that's what they're looking yeah. for. Yeah. But and Absolutely. You, get to a, you get to a point, too, where you start saying yes to all of these things. And then there becomes that point where you go, I got to start saying no to stuff because you don't want to get taken advantage of. Yeah, your energy up. gets pulled away. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, that, I feel did, like my was, career. Was there a uh, point for you with that? That's what I was getting at, where you started going, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need to say no now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that my career actually didn't start sort of like. Uh, really accelerating until I started saying no, mm. you know, and I think th- there's a point obviously yeah, at the start You're always saying yes, you want to do more you want to make more connections But you do get you know, you stretch yourself too thin you get burnt out uh, And then also I didn't start making more money until I said no yeah, because I would sure. be doing these little gigs and my plate would be full and someone's like Oh, hey, can you do the, edit this video or shoot this thing and and knowing adding that onto my schedule would like stress me out I was like, okay, well 
if you paid me like double what my normal rate is, yeah. then I, I'll be happy to not sleep to get it done. Right. And then right. half the time people would say no, but then half the time people would say yes. I'd be like, oh wait, I can charge this much? Yeah. And then it would start being like, oh, that's my base rate. Isn't from that now funny on. when you finally figure out like what you're worth in a way where you're like, <laughs> yes. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I never knew. <laughs> they, people would just they say yes. said yes to this. <laughs> yeah. It's something, yeah. it's something I'm still learning to this day. It's an interesting journey to start through that world. But I do yeah. agree. Whoops. When you start having those baselines of what you're worth, you start. Moving faster through your career and your trajectory, it's really cool. Yeah, and well, here's the other thing too that like led me to that point. I always I would notice, you know, I'd always look at people who are ahead of their careers in me mm-hmm. or from me, and I, I'd see what they were doing good, what they were doing bad, and I noticed that there was a bunch of people that were sort of quote unquote more successful. Some people that like I thought were like not so talented, but mm-hmm. had the business side down. They right. were like on it. They were hustling. They were meeting people. They were like pitching stuff. They were yeah. doing things. Right. And then I'd see people that were the quote unquote like true artists that like couldn't be bothered about working on their business side and yeah. like having a career or like doing jobs that aren't perfectly in line with their artistic yes. vision. And they like weren't really doing anything. No, yeah, they're right. Broke. And I was yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, where do I really want to lie? Like, it is commendable to have a, an artistic vision and to you know stick to your guns on things. But like, this is a it's a business. I yeah, want to earn a living. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. So I, I made a commitment early to be like, because like nobody likes negotiating your own stuff. It's like it's it's painful and it's annoying and it's right. like hard when you're up against someone who hires like vendors all the time and like they're dealing with people all the time like they're, they're sharks to you because yeah. you like only have the experience that you have and uh I, but i just sort of was like well i want to i want to succeed and so the business side is an aspect of it so i'm going to really try to like learn and pay attention and figure out how i can negotiate better to like succeed in that way because i don't want it to fail because i'm like i don't want to pay attention to business it's, right I'm, and i'm in business yeah you know what i mean so how did you was that just through experience I think or- it was through experience and then just sort of, I think the, the the biggest thing was like learning how to identify your value to that client. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing for me. Once I understood like what my value was to the client, I could, I could leverage that aspect to ask for more money. Yeah. And so this became evident in my early stuff, just editing, like starting thinking about it from their perspective. Like, let's say I don't do this job. They're going to have to like find another editor. Yeah. They're going to have to like make sure that that editor is like knows how to edit in their style. Yes. Like that's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Like they probably don't want to go through. It's a lot sure. of risk. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. risk. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, especially if the timeline is tight, like yeah. you don't have t- even time to find yeah. someone. Right. So it's like, you're in a position to charge more because it's like, it's more of a hassle to try to find someone than it is just to pay you a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you can identify those things it's not so much about like how much you think you're worth but it's how much you're worth to them mm-hmm. and that's your rate because right, if right. you're worth ten thousand dollars to them then it's like you're worth ten thousand dollars yeah because it's more of a hassle to do something else than it is to just pay you that money right, right. yeah and that that started coming into play when i started shooting content for like CoverGirl and like katie perry and stuff where i realized that like it's so like the relationship is so important that they wouldn't want someone else there. Like that's the value. It's yes. not so much that like I'm so much more skilled than everybody else. Like of yeah. course I can. You need to be able to do a good job. Right. But like for them to have someone else come in and like maybe screw up. It's like they have four hours with Katie yeah. for an entire day. I have 15 minutes with her to shoot yeah. a little thing. That's worth so much more to right. not screw up. So it's like you gotta pay someone a lot of money if they've been vetted. You know what I mean? Sure. So. 
it's identifying those little things and and that happens in a little you know if you're gigging with your mom's friend's business or if you're shooting like cover girl with the a-list you mm-hmm. know I totally it's about identifying your value that's a great and it seems a you know like yeah, attitude also seems like a that comes down to oh yeah what's in play i mean you one thing i love about you cole is that you you've got such a positive optimistic attitude about this whole life this business is so crazy and it can definitely beat you down and yeah. kind of put you in uh, a bitter category if you let it um uh, absolutely wh- where 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 do you like attribute um that was that your upbringing is that just you know who you are um how i'm sure you get down like all of us oh yeah what yeah do you, what do you do to combat let's that? yeah let's be clear i think we all go through moments of like being super stoked and happy and being bummed out yeah and even f- both sides for no reason. Right. Like I found myself like things are going good and I just like feel like crap. It happens, yeah. right? And so I think for me, you know, I, 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 I make an effort because I'm like life is too short to like be cranky. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I think it really helps to like you have to try to have a proper perspective about how you view your own life. Mm-hmm. And that takes work yeah. because it's like you could you can look at the good things going on and you can look at the bad things going on. I mean for us – I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it's not lost upon me that like I get to live in LA and make videos for a living and like so far do well at it. Right. If I'm mad about some client, some friend, some relationship, something or whatever, like I lost some job because of some random reason. It's like, I, it's like, it's really important to try to try your best to retain the perspective because there's always something to be happy about. Right. You know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's, you're alive. Yeah. You know? You're alive and you're doing like you're, you're doing something. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're in a podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm stoked for this. And I think it's more, it's really like about a, it's really more of a choice and like a habit and like granted yeah. that we all go through these things that we go through it. And I think it's, it's fine. I, I think it's also important to sort of like recognize that like you, you're not, happy 100% of the time and you do get down for whatever reason and it's good to just go through that Mm -hmm. but then it's like when you're when you're able to make the choice you're making the right choice because I think a lot of people aren't happy is because when they make the when they have the opportunity to make the choice they make the bad choice and they focus on the bad things they focus on what's difficult they focus on what's so hard in their life and like yeah we all we all have those both sides everybody out there in the world is like something is going really good for them and something's going really bad for them yeah it's like it's up to the individual to decide what you're looking at, right? What is there was that Native American saying where I forget, I'm gonna butcher it, but they were talking about how you have two wolves inside of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the positive and the negative, yeah. and which one are you gonna feed? Exactly. You that's a hundred percent. That's hundred percent the deal. What was? Do you ever get this? Because I get it quite often. The Canadian niceness. People, you know, you'll meet uh-huh. someone for the first time and they'll go. Oh, you're Canadian. That's why you're so nice. And then <laughs> yeah, I always literally every time I meet someone <laughs> yeah. that finds out I'm Canadian. Yeah, and and I why is that? I constantly why? go through a <laughs> list of I go through a list of people in my mind. I'm like, this person's Canadian and they're a total jerk. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're out there. I I feel like um, I feel like it's more like uh. The discrepancy between the two is like is greater, where it's like you're either super nice or you're a super asshole. There's yeah. fewer people in between. Right. So, but I don't know. That's just kind of what I've noticed. But there's definitely there's assholes out there. I Canadian f- assholes. I feel like uh, I need names now. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna name I, no, no names. I'm, I'm not gonna sell out my Canadian <laughs> brethren. I, See, that's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the yeah. nice side. <laughs> I think it's a it's a very beautiful thing that Canadians are able to come across very nice, and they they absolutely mean it. 
But I think as a culture candidate also needs to, you know, keep honest with their anger and what gets them upset sometimes because it's a good balance, I think. One thing I've at least learned for myself is you've got to be in touch with what gets you angry or what's pissing you off and stuff because otherwise you'll get a big old migraine <laughs> if you put that stuff. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you got to let it flow you got to be honest. And like, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't push away any emotion. You have to feel it completely. I yeah. feel like that's when things start to go wrong for you. That there is that, um, you know, that I remember early on, like my early twenties, I was reading all these books about positivity and they were screwing me up because I was <laughs> right. like suppressing negative yeah, yeah, emotions yeah, yeah, yeah. and then more bad shit was happening. <laughs> yeah. And now I just embrace it and you make a video about it and there you, uh, go. Yeah, you can work through it. Yeah. yeah and as long as and you're expressing yourself, then you're good. Yeah. And for the record, that's not a knock on Canada. Everyone's got that issue. But I've just, I think that that is something that, you know, when people go, oh, Canada's so nice, it's like, eh, not necessarily. You might be painting that idea on Canadians. <laughs> you know, they have feelings. Yeah. yeah, but it also started from somewhere, right? Yeah, like, where did that come from? I think it's the, like, it's not like it just, we just made it up. It's like Canadians yeah. are generally are nice. You know where I get, I think it's from, I, I do think it comes from um, the the British influence, the stiff upper lip, it just Canada's nicer about it. <laughs> we're like, this sucks, but we're going to see ourselves through it. And you know, most of the you, time, Canada's yeah. right. But Britain, they'll be like, I, oh. I read this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I read this article that it comes from the the term A, where, really? you, know, you know, like that's the thing, like when people say, Canadians say the word A, but yeah. the niceness is actually, there's a theory that the niceness is derived from the word A. Where oh, basically you're asking to have someone agree with you when you're saying you're inviting agreement oh, when you yeah. say like hey, oh, oh like this a yes, eh? and you're like inviting yes. someone to go yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, you're yeah. like in it together so it's like this fundamental word uh, that like imposes agreement is the thing that makes everybody agreeable and thus everybody's really nice that that's that, interesting no you know that's very interesting because I have this theory with improv you know improv a co- good conversation like is basically an improv and in improv it's all about positivity in the very beginning when you're you're starting to do a scene with somebody obviously that can go into well, i think it's agreement yes yeah. agreement it's agreeing on the world if i were to say no 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 you're going to look for different ways to connect with me but that makes a lot of sense i've never thought of the term a uh wow i say uh all the time though what does that mean it oh, means I had I'm to an idiot. Stop, well i had to stop saying a because people just make fun of you non-stop out here so <laughs> it was quick to leave my <laughs> yeah. vernacular dude do you but here's <laughs> it, not deal with it when you go back home do you pick up a like immediately because it's almost as if it's like a like a book i left i'm like oh here it is hello hey what's going on and my accent comes back <laughs> and i'm like fucking full on uh yeah, I, I, I'm so aware of it. I, I feel like I have the urge, and I usually am like, oh, like, there's the urge. You know what I mean? I definitely don't have the urge out here, but when I go back home, I have the urge, and then I almost feel weird saying it now because I know I, ha- I don't say it anymore, really. Right, right. But I should embrace it a little bit more. I treat it, um, I treat it I like I feel like a, if I start embracing it, I'll say it out here again. Then it'll I'll come get, back. I'll nah, you just treat it like a nice <laughs> yeah. little sandals vacation. You know, you go, all right, here we go again. <laughs> sandals. Sandals. See, Chris, you're a sandals guy. I'm I knew a, it. A sandals boy. Uh, Christopher Cross, Santa Monica uh, sandals. All right, boy. well, enough with Canada already. Let's get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> of this conversation. Um, I saw all that awesome video stuff you're doing with the gimbal arm rick was showing me that this robotic arm it was incredible i i, I was like the glam bot the glam yes, bot, the glam I was, bot. let's i'm curious get into that yeah, yeah. I, I was blown away well why don't we um yeah why don't, we'll go into a clip in a second but mm-hmm. 
tell us how that how did that gig come about? I have so many questions about Glambot. Oh, let's, let's talk about the Glambot. How long you've been doing it? How did it start? Uh, uh, your yeah. Instagram and all your social media has been blowing the it's fuck up. It's been crazy because of the Glambot, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the Glambot, um, the Glambot is a motion control high speed camera rig that is mostly used for like tabletop commercials, so like food commercials and mm-hmm. what they use it for. But uh, an executive at E! decided to shoot uh, talent on the red carpet using this thing because th- there was a couple commercials that shot beauty with it and mm-hmm. has obviously a really cool effect. And so he had the idea to put it on the red carpet. They needed someone to direct the uh, direct talent on yeah. the red carpet. And so they were looking for someone uh, who had experience with movement because it's like movement based. You know, mm-hmm. they're turning sure. and doing spins. It's beauty. Uh, and it's also experienced uh, directing A-list talent. And right. so I sort of checked all those That's boxes. That's all your things. Yeah. yeah. Done a ton of beauty, done a yeah. ton of like A-lister stuff, and I've done a bunch of dance stuff. And so funny enough, the producer for the segment, okay, so going back to Miley Cyrus, the first big thing I did, we ended up directing a performance of hers on the Teen Choice Awards in 2008. Uh, we brought the dance battle like to the Teen Choice Awards, mm-hmm. and we had a segment producer, this guy Eddie Delbridge, who was our producer for that. We met there. Uh, we got along really well. I ended up having lunch with him like once a year, okay. once every couple years for like eight years from that point. And then he ended up direct, or sorry, uh, producing the red carpet for E. Mm. And they needed the guy, and they asked him, and he referred me. I came in, I met all the execs, and I started shooting it. So that was two, 2016. Was okay. my first one. Nice. I didn't start putting out behind the scenes until 2018 right. i think okay. we'll give you the idea to do the bts well it was really more a decision in my career that um i wanted to be making more content because right. okay. I, I the way i was seeing it like you know in 2015 2016 there were like these influencers like travel influencers and they were doing campaigns for like honda and like going around france and like yeah. doing all this cool stuff yeah. and then like a, a legit campaign for big companies it was like that, like, I would do that job, yeah. right? But I'm not, like, I'm not on social like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, At right. that point, you know? Uh, and so I just sort of was like, okay, I, I've been working, I've been in the DGA for years, I've been working as a director for oh. years. I was kind of like, I, di- I didn't think that I needed to do it to sustain myself, but I was like, if this is can afford me a new opportunity, I, I it's a thing that I should do. So I was like, all right, I'm going to incorporate social as a, as, uh, like, a, a, an aspect of my career and I've been like trying to make content as a part of my business. Yeah. So like it is fun, but like I need to sit down and like do the work at it. And so right. part sure. of it was like, okay, like what kind of content can I put out? Well, like maybe behind the scenes for this Glambot might be cool. Yeah. Turns out it was kind of the best idea I could possibly have. Yeah. And it is super cool. So so then I started shooting it and now I've been putting out behind the scenes uh, for like I guess two seasons. Like last year Cheers, I started yeah. and this year. Now, um, yeah. I had a friend who asked this question because mm-hmm. he knew we were gonna have you on. Do you have to get uh is there a permission that you have to get from these celebs or because they're on the red carpet is there like a blanket it's because they're on the red carpet it's like a blanket thing because all of the outlets are shooting them i think it's just an assumed thing i don't know what it is exactly but like you know anything you shoot of anybody on a red carpet it's like you can just go it's like fair game yeah yeah Yeah, they know they're out in public or it, it sort of counts and so it's all, yeah, all fair game. Well, sh- now, did you come up with the name Glambot or was that? No, so that was all E. Okay, that's yeah. E. Yeah, and that is, the Glambot is an E name. So you're working for E or is it? I'm like hired to to technically creative direct. Right. 
uh, for E for that. So okay. it's just like a gig. Nice. Should we? Um, so they they own the machine. Or? They re- yeah, just they just rent the machine, and yeah. so it's like I can go and do other quote unquote Glambot gigs, and I've I went to like Cairo, Egypt. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, which was super cool. So yeah. I did a Glambot in Egypt, but we couldn't call it Glambot because right. E owns that. So like. Ah. I, I I don't want to upset them. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And so I won't call anything that I do that's not with them it's a glamour. We call it like Starbot or some okay. other thing, right? Um, but yeah, that's their name and they own it. And I always try to like make sure that they have presence on my socials because it's like it's right. their thing, well, right? Let's For all the, show the, the tech we nerds. Sh- one sec- should we show the oh, clip? Yeah. yeah, let's show the clip. Yeah, I, well, actually, hold on. We'll. Um, yeah, oh, okay. let's uh, yeah, let's show the clip. You have right. got the clip. I got the clip. Yeah, let's check it out. I got the clip. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna pull over let's to pull be over. safe because yeah. we don't want to crash. We do not want to crash watching a video. And uh, we're gonna watch this clip. And Chris, you're gonna watch it too. And then we're gonna throw to the clip. Perfect. Are we gonna comment as we watch this clip? Or we uh, well, the first it? part we'll just watch. Right there, right in the mark. So camera's gonna come whipping towards you. Okay. Any kind of movement is good. It just be a little adjustment, a little movement, smile on the camera. We're good. All right. It shoots super slow motion. All right, same move. What if I go slow motion? I mean, any kind of like, yeah, funky dance move would be amazing for sure. It'll go even more slow. It'll be crazy slow. She's at a thousand frames a second, so it'll be quite slow. All right, let's do it. Ready, ready, and three, two, one, action. Okay, that's uh, Brad Pitt. Pitt. That was like one of my favorite ones. On bumper yeah, to bumper. he's like got the moves down and like oh so it, that's shooting at a thousand frames a second. A thousand frames a second, yeah. And yeah. then I just you just did a push in. So are you sh- what kind of a cam for all the tech nerds out there? What what kind of camera are you guys using? So we are shooting with the Phantom Flex 4K. Okay. So we shoot in 4K. We deliver 1080. So that's how we can do so these you can push ins. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're using a Master Prime lens. We are using uh, Leica Sumilux. Leica Sumilux. What yeah. do you have a fix? Is there a focal length that just you use all the we, time? We we vary between like we go. It's generally pretty wide. We go 21, 25, and I think one time we did a 32. Okay. Mm. I think, but mostly 20. Or is it 21, 24? I can't remember which one. It's a little bit of a wider. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we generally say pretty wide. Uh, It adds to the effect more. Like the more you see in the background, it's sort of like parallax. Yeah, you see the parallax, and that's kind of what makes the effect cool. Um, So yeah, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, these are super fun. And Brad was like, it was he was like the coolest guy ever. So that was like a really cool moment for sure. Now, do you find that um, because of I've been seeing your videos get featured and you're blowing up? Obviously, do you find now when you go on the red carpets, people know who you are and they're like they want it? Yeah, 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 (laughs) which is really really cool to see because you know I did it for two years. And I wasn't putting any additional content out. And I think, like, the Glambots played well around yeah. the award season. And E would use them for some promo throughout the year. But that was kind of, like, it. And I was working with all these celebrities and directing them. But it was, like, nobody really knew about it because there was no yeah. footage of me doing it. Right. So that was a, a, another reason why I was, like, oh, it might be cool to see me working Branding. with all these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, but they, the, the thing that happened was, like, they just took off on social. And, mm. like, they get tons of views. And, and my presence with these celebrities is a thing that people are exposed to now yeah. which is really really cool and so but even the celebrities see them and and i think a lot of it is in part due to like a lot of the celebrities post it themselves like last mm-hmm. year i shot lady gaga four times wow and for the golden globes the Glambot was the only thing that she posted yeah that's so awesome. super cool and then this year like ariana grande was one that like did really well and she posted herself getting scared by it like on her oh, timeline funny. which was amazing yeah. so it's like you know she's like 150 million followers uh-huh. What's your next question? Well, oh, no, no. Go, go. 
Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, sorry I was gonna say she has that. so many followers, <laughs> and and like a lot of the celebrities follow her, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like they see that she's done it on her thing, so they're like, yeah, oh, I want to do it you too. You see this influx. Like if of... Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande are doing it, like every other yeah. female celebrity's like, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say no, right? It's like when you cast a movie, you know, like you start getting named stars, and everyone wants to be a part of the cool party. Yeah, you know? totally. And they're like, they feel left. We all, you're tapping into celebrities' FOMO. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is the thing that makes this thing work. Is uh, the FOMO <laughs> involved? They in want to do it. Yeah, they all want to do it. Yeah. Now, do you have you? I'm <laughs> sure Jesus. you're very used to. Jesus Christ, Rick! I'm trying <laughs> to ask a fucking question here. <laughs> Go ahead. I have so many questions yeah. about this. Jesus I, Christ, let me just Rick! Ask you're one like, more. let me just ask. You're like a little nerd at a comic book convention right now. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, uh, I, Captain Marvel, uh, may I ask you? Uh, when you Chris. were writing uh, episode 455, me, uh, uh, and by the so, way, um, God. who is the one celebrity that you got the most starstruck from? Chris, I'm going to railroad you Oh my you God, right that now. was a legitimate <laughs> fucking question. You just asked a legitimate um. fucking question. <laughs> he, he positioned that joke into an actual question. Yeah, you like that? Um, starstruck. Uh, who was I, the one where you're just like, oh, that's my, you know. Well, I mean... Uh, I, it's funny because like I have so little time with them that like there isn't really a moment to be starstruck. Like right. I literally have forty five seconds to explain uh, what yeah. to do yeah. and how to do it safe. And then also like I only have one take. Like we never we don't do multiple you don't do takes. Multiple, yeah. yeah. No. So it's like I, they and the focus is so shallow. Oh yeah. At two eight because you're at a thousand frames a second that like they can't move and they have to do something dynamic. So do you have a focus puller? It's all uh, motorized. Oh, it's okay, all cool. it's all it programmed yeah. in. Wow. Yeah, because it's a motion control yeah, rig, yeah. right? So, but it's just like, you know, if they move, it's literally like an inch or two yeah. deep. So it's like, but it's like you have to do something cool and dynamic, but stay in focus, yeah. but like look cool. So there's like all that stuff going through my head. The thing that I do notice, like I, I maybe get a little nervous sometimes. You can tell like with Ariana Grande, you like I'm- smash their I don't want to smash their face. face. But I talk fast sometimes if I'm nervous. So yeah. you can kind of tell like Ariana Grande, I was speaking so fast because yeah. I was just kind of nervous. You're starstruck. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. And then like when, when I shot J-Lo last year at the Oscars, I didn't know she was there. I was like finishing someone up and I turned around and she was already on the mark. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, hey, uh, yeah. J-Lo. <laughs> like, all right, I knew. guess you're ready. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that was like, that was a bit of a surprise. It kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, there's not really too much time yeah, to be starstruck, you're really. just in the flow. Well, I just like, need to do a good job. Here is ahead, my, Chris, my, Chris do, you have a, do you have a question? Now my, you can talk, Chris. Oh, thank you all so much for this moment <laughs> in time where I get to reach into my brain and ask Chris is in his Cole bathroom right now. A question that I've been thinking of for the last 15 minutes. Just ask the question. <laughs> no, what I was curious about, you kind of answered it already, but it's a scary looking thing. It's this to the the person who's just listening. Yeah, it's loud. It's a giant oh, yeah. it's a giant arm that you would see in a car manufacturing facility. Is that not correct? It's a big, Wait a minute. Is it Wait a minute. Big? That's 100% correct. That's Chris, where it's from. Who's going to tune into a podcast 45 minutes in? <laughs> Well, we didn't do a good job of explaining what Glambot physically was at the top of this part, yeah. okay? So I'm getting okay, it in yeah, yeah, 45 yeah, minutes yeah, in. Yeah. So it's the right. it's this robot, ro robotic arm, and I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. This is a lot of fun. It's a robotic arm. <laughs> There's a Canadian in them. So this, um, this was a, yes. Has it scared people? You kind of mentioned it. Is it, it, It's an intimidating-looking camera. It might be the most intimidating-looking camera I've ever seen. Uh, it, how yeah, do you calm the is. how do you calm the talent down to go like okay this thing isn't gonna knock your face off? Uh, what what uh, <laughs> what's, well, what's the I, protocol? I, I there? usually 
you know, it's all it all it all boils down to time, and I usually forego the safety talk to just make sure that they look good because that's sort of paramount. Sure. But I mean, it's designed like their mark is outside of the reach of the arm. Yeah. So it's like there's no unless they jump forward, there's no version of it hitting them. Right. But it does scare them a lot. So usually, what we'll do is I'll preface them. I'll say, hey, it. It moves really fast, and some of the moves, like some of the moves, go side to side. Some of the moves go up and down, but some of them go straight at their face. Right, right. And so it's like, <laughs> and it's this, it is a huge arm that weighs like fifteen hundred pounds, and it's like this big mechanical thing that's moving like twenty feet a second. So it's terrifying when it, you naturally have this inclination to like flinch or to be scared if a if a giant metal thing is flying at your face. Do you get some scared reactions that can't be used? Or? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, in the Grammys last year, we scared Camila Cabello, and she, like, jumped and screamed, <laughs> which oh was God. awesome. She literally was like, ah, and, like, screamed and, like, flinched. Yeah. So that was kind of awesome. Um, you know, and then a lot of people just sort of hold it together and then say how terrifying it was afterwards. After. Yeah. Like Ariana Grande was just like, that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, right, right. And so you get a variety of, you get a variety of reactions. I usually, like... It, you know, having those scared moments is kind of funny. I, I, I don't want to, like, uh, try to get it, you know, because sometimes we only get one take. So it's like if I scare someone and they got to go, then it's like I missed That's my it. chance. Yeah. But also it's like they are sort of really organic and fun. So if it happens, it's cool and funny. Uh, so, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I also don't want to spend so much time just being like, okay, it's going to move at you. Right. And just No, of fine course. Of course. You know. Well, so I kind of just roll the dice and also and give them a little heads up. Yeah, see what at this point too, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. They do a lot of red carpets, and they know there's you know, Cole with his ro- robotic arm that's gonna you know come in, it's gonna do its thing. But do you also? That's the other thing. It's like I have these moments sometimes too. Like if I'm working on a job and like a dog is drilling over me for like a pepperoni spot or something like that. Do you have these moments <laughs> where you're like, I'm directing this giant robot arm in front of these celebrities. This is so funny. This is so cool. Like, do you ever catch yourself in those moments like where you're like, wow. Like this is wild. Oh, all all the time. I, and I think it's really important to sort of like have those moments. You know, it's the uh, the Oscars before I started working at the Oscars for the Glambot in 2015. I used to live right right by Hollywood Highland. And so my mom oh, well, was wow. in town. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. oh my god. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did two years like at at La Brea and Sunset kind oh, of. Oh my god. And it was good. It was a great yeah. time. It was nice. a great time. No, I could never out live there, there for two. Oh. Well, yeah, two yeah. years. And I was like, all right, I, I gotta get yeah, out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, my mom was visiting. I, uh, my good friend of mine, Hunter, was a roommate of mine at the time, and so she was in town. We're like, it was during the Oscars. We're like, oh, let's walk over and let's go see. So we walked over, and it's like super fenced off, and we were like. We just up to the fence, like as fans, right. like looking in, yeah. like, oh, like that's where the big show is, like that's where it happens. And then the next year, I was like on the other side of the fence. Amazing, it that's was crazy. A, that's beautiful. Yeah. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, it was really. So I, 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 I never, I never forget that moment. Like every time I go to the Oscars, it's in the same place, and that same fence is there. That's cool. And I walk through it, and I'm like, I get to walk through this thing now. One day you're gonna see someone younger than you that looks like you, and it's gonna be this weird parallel dimension. (laughs) Yeah, is that me? This weird, weird Asian-looking kid with curly hair, and you're like, is that? It's funny. Younger me. A weird story I just wanted to parlay too. When we were talking about uh, wedding videos, I remember Rick. Uh, directed this wedding video for this this one couple. They were like a Russian couple, and oh my god, they had so they were a Russian oligarch couple, <laughs> multi billionaires. Love and, it. Uh, Rick cast yeah, we did a Rick cast me to play a fake director for this. Um, <laughs> this. At the uh, they shut down the the Kodak Theater to like shoot this. Oh wow, it yeah. was insane. We shot on a private jet. Uh, <laughs> we were shooting at their mansion. I don't think they ever. 
I don't know if it came out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened with but that this, thing. But this this video. I mean, it budget. sounds like you should have kept to that wedding business. Yeah. <laughs> this video well, that, was just their announcement. Yeah. It was their announcement video. It was their announcement video. Oh wow. Okay. So I worked for a little wedding company for about a little over two years mm-hmm. uh, in my twenties, early twenties, and. Um, I had to move on. I stopped it and moved on to other things, but I remain friends with the owner of the company, and he specifically does, like, celebrity weddings, uh-huh. and he hit me up, uh, what was it, like, five years ago? Yeah. And he's like, I've got this couple, and they want to do this narrative <laughs> thing, and we it was so wild and weird, and uh, it was fun. Chris, you did a great job. You got coffee spilled on you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. I, I wish I could see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I could send you a private link. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait. I don't know if we so could go to, the, that, go to that clip. Yeah. No, we're not going <laughs> to that. Uh, so that arm like that to. you guys use, is that a – it's – it's the same um, type of arm that they use to build cars, right? Or it am is. I, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah. this company. Well, it started with Mark Roberts in the Bolt, UK. I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Cinebolt. Yeah, Cinebolt. yeah. And actually, Camera Control, the rental company, is like right at this intersection. I think. Mm. <laughs> they're on Ocean Park, and I think. Oh, funny. Twenty third. Shout there. out to them. Yeah, I have actually haven't been to the office, but I know it's just yeah. like right here somewhere. But um, but yeah, so it is a it is a robotic arm that they use for building cars. Right. Uh, Mark Roberts in the UK re programmed it to be a motion control rig mm. uh and so so yeah so that's exactly what it so what it's made for no do you own ahead, chris do you yeah it's my turn bad boy these uh camera <laughs> do you own this camera or are you just a very attuned operator already asked that question chris I, already <laughs> asked that question you did? Chris? i couldn't hear it cut out yeah it cut out never mind uh, yeah it's it's all it's all it's all it's all rentals it's all e yeah, yeah okay e, perfect. That's do, all it, I and needed. it's just like camera control owns the arm and then our uh, Phantom Tech owns his Phantom. Got so it, that's got it, got it. I did it's just like a normal part. production. You just rent. rent How many technicians stuff. are working with you? How many people are working? Oh, on, so it's 13. It's wow. 13, 13 people Holy needed shit. to do a Glambot. Yeah. Well, no way. Yeah. Like, what are all the, uh, what is everyone doing? So, okay, so there's uh, there's me directing talent. Yes. Right? There's the Cinebolt operator. Okay. So he pushes the play on the on the thing and programs the arm. Right. Right? Uh, there's, a, there's a first AC, check okay. and focus. There's a bolt assistant, so he's there to just help assist with the with the cam- with, right. with the arm. Then there's the Phantom Tech, uh, Phantom Tech, who's controlling like exposure, push and record, and stop. Okay. There's the ingester who ingests the material from each shot. Yes. Uh, then there's the editor okay. who takes that ed- uh, that footage and edits the thing. Okay. Then there's like the social producer who then will tag the clips with the talent and send them out to social to get posted instantly. Like, wow. A, it'll be online in 20 minutes after oh, wow. I shoot They're it. that quick. Yeah, and then it'll oh, be gosh. in the broadcast okay. show too. So they send it to the main Amazing. show. So like Ryan Seacrest is like, oh, like, hey, J-Lo, like, let's cut to our yeah, yeah. And then they'll show it we'll in the that. show. Um, and then there's your typical gaffer grip to set up, and then there's like, yeah. you know, art. But I, I'm not even including those because they just do art and lighting for the whole red carpet. Right. But for us, yeah, it's like that's the, the so squad. When I see you cutting on social media, you're specifically doing your BTS. Yeah, stuff. so yeah. I have a variety of just GoPros just set up around the booth, right. and I'm capturing all the angles, recording my own audio. So when I'm cutting my glam bots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Got when it. I'm cutting my glam bots, I just cut those together. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. So, how many people would you say on average that you guys get on the Glambot on a given, like the Oscars? How many? Yeah, we celebs- do anywhere from like eighty to a hundred. Oh my holy so God. Clips. Wow. Sometimes we do two, but I, I, that probably equates to 
60, 70, 80 people. Okay. Those are even like, you know, we do like crew. So we have a bunch of like E crew that will always like come by and do a couple. Yeah. So, but we'll end up with like 120 clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that probably equates to like 70 celebrities, like quite yeah. a few. I mean, we're open for like four hours. Wow. Okay. It's busy right. for like the last hour. Yeah. But, um, and then, you know, I, as you see in the behind the scenes, like, I'm with a celebrity or talent for two minutes. So yeah, like you can do a boom, lot back to back. You know what I mean? And it is like busy time. It's like it's back to back yeah. to back. And I'm pretty exhausted by the end of the day. I for bet. Sure. Yeah, it seems like it. It's uh, when quite the the show. When you are um, how long does it take to get the machine set up? Bah, Sorry, Chris, bah, railroading bah, again. Bah, <laughs> bah. Um, it's usually two days. Uh, so you load in on Friday. Two and days to set up. Yeah, like wow. you load in on Friday, you build the lighting rig, and then. Uh, Saturday is all programming, so we basically okay. like program the moves. We have a set of moves that we use generally that are very similar, but you still have to like tweak them, like mm-hmm. with the angles and the height and all that kind of thing. And then, so, do you have your own lights, or are you just? I mean, oh yeah, we. I mean, we have a ton of lights. We have like two 4K high-speed HMIs. You we need have, a lot of lighting. For yeah, slow-mo. we're yeah. shooting. We throw so much light. We're super, super bright. It's it's kind of crazy. You do it. It's a thousand frames usually, always. Yeah, nine thirty-six. Okay, nine thirty-six. Technically, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. We're getting close here to uh, Cole dropping off his picture at Reclaimed Wood. Okay. Chris. And uh, then we'll take a little intermission, just you and me. We'll catch up. We'll talk about uh, how each other is doing. I'll apologize to you for railroading you, and you'll apologize to me for calling me a trash man. (laughs) I didn't call you trash man on this podcast. I (laughs) called you a lovable little cherub that does nothing but good in the world. (laughs) I love the word cherub. It's a good word. Um, how long have you been growing out your hair for, Cole? Let's get into the oh, hard-hitting questions. Yeah. Here. Oh, my God. The, the topic that people want to know about. <laughs> um, you got beautiful hair. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. 2013, I think, I started growing it. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time in my life I've had long hair. Yeah. And uh, Why'd you cut it the first time? Because uh, I didn't know how to take care of it. Okay. Oh, I know, because I moved to L.A. and it was too hot. Ah, yeah. That is actually uh, why. So yeah. I moved to L.A. with the long hair, you know, coming from Canada. And, and at that time, it was the hottest summer on record. It was like, in the valley, it was 100 degrees starting in June every day. And okay. I was like, I, I was like, I got to move home. Like, I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't deal with this. Yeah. And so I ended up cutting my hair, and then it was short for a number of years, and then uh, started growing it out in 2013. Fun. Okay, cool. But now it's like the thing that, like... Like, I get recognized just because yeah, of my hair. They know it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I think if part I... part of your brand. Yeah, totally. And so, I uh, now I got to keep it. Yeah. I got to take care of it, wash it all the time, but it's a hassle. But when you were growing like up work, before It's a you, hassle, but it's good. Are you, are you guys close to the thing? I don't want to ask this hard-hitting question before you get out of the car. Uh, we're close. So I'm going to let him... You hold that question. We're going to let him jump in here. Oop, be careful with this guy. I think it's right up here, Cole. I've never I've never. Oh, you never been, been here? So. Okay. Let's take a look. It's on Yorkshire... Let me see here. We're coming up to Being reclaimed framed. wood. Oh, Chris, I you went to this place, yeah, right? Yeah, it's on Pico Boulevard. It's next to Lara. Is it on Pico? Yeah, it's on Pico. Okay. It's got to be Let right me here see. somewhere. I think this looks familiar. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's. It says framed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to let... Yeah, I'll sweet. just be here double parked. Wow, this guy's getting double... What double happens if I take more than, like, eight minutes? Because I don't really know how this process is going to go. Okay, we'll just speed him up. Tell him to hurry the hell up. Because <laughs> you might want to... Like, I, I literally don't know how long it's going to take. Just text so. me. If it's going over five, just give me a text and right, we can cool. pause. All right. Cool, see you in a second. Okay, here now. This is the part of the podcast that, that I like. I get yeah, to talk to you, yeah, I get Chris. To talk a lot of shit. Talk you've been to you. Real mean to me. This podcast, Rick. You've been oh, real I'm so sorry. mean. I've been no, sitting here 
trying so hard to get my big old questions into Cole. And I just what have you I had to doing? nerd out. You no, uh, I appreciated I think... the nerd out. I'm just kidding. I am oh, joking. Cole still has the earpod in. He can hear everything. We can't hear him. Well, I think they might be closed. I don't. I don't know what's going on. He's coming back. They're, he's coming back. He's coming. He's coming back in. That place is definitely a hairdresser. That's a hairdresser? Yeah, look, look. I think we went to the wrong place, Chris. <laughs> oh my god, take this guy to reclaimed, reclaimed frame. It's on Pico. It's, right it's next it right Reclaimed frame. It's Doesn't on. Doesn't that say framed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there's a place called Framed Salon two doors down from it. So it's just further down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You're okay, close. Cool. See you in a second. Close. Yeah, he was in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get um, the guy to reclaimed frame. Uh, this uh, has been good. This has been great. The podcast is always great. I was really appreciative of that artwork that that uh, kid put on the podcast. I really appreciated that. That really boosted my spirits. Oh, yeah. We love – yeah. If you uh, if you like this podcast and you want to do a little doodle, a little drawing, a little watercolor, uh, we'll repost it, you know? We're in the, uh, the beginning yep. uh, phase of uh, fandom, and we will – you want to talk to Chris? Here, I'll give you his phone number right now. You can give him a call. No, I don't want to call, call him. That? No, I don't want to. I, I don't want to call this guy. Okay, fine. You oh, have it. You have his phone number. No, no. I was gonna. I was gonna give out your phone number oh, so you. people can call you. No, no. I've already been getting a prank caller recently. This one person has been calling me and pranking huh. me. It's from a Florida number. Could be you. Could be John Wesselkouch. Not sure. It's not me. I, why would I do it? Why would John do it? I don't know because you guys. John like, has a child. He's not gonna right, do that. Right. Right. Um, okay. Thank you for whittling yeah. that down for me. This one person called the other day and they said in in a like a southern accent they said, "Oh Lord, I, I've been I've been up." Oh, there's someone right here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is the what? this is the live action of uh, doing a podcast on bumper to bumper. There was a car that was tailing my ass right behind me, and then there was people crossing yeah. the street, and I didn't want to run them over because. You have to be safe. Well, you'll go to jail. You'll go to jail if you run them over. I would never do it. Yeah, I don't see you ever doing that because you're Canadian and you're nice. I just um, hope I didn't piss off all of Canada by having a hot take. Why would you pit? You didn't say anything wrong about That's Ac the problem fact, with Canadians. That's the problem with Canadians. We feel bad. So like, is he talking about us, eh? <laughs> well, as long as, you know, I was thinking about it today. What if we, we're eventually going to get someone from Australia on the podcast and they're going to be like, hello, hello. I heard what you said about my accent. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> Pardon me, mate. Have a good day, uh -oh. mate. So. Speaking of speaking of having a good day, um, you uh, all you filmmakers out there have one week left to submit to Abracadabra late deadline. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this is March twenty third. It's is it March twenty third yeah. today? It is March twenty third today. Yeah, we're right. March twenty third. We have what is it? There's thirty one days this month. We have I can't believe this year's days. flying by. It's Can you believe that we're approaching five months of podcast? Like that is crazy. Every Monday. That's a lot of podcasts. Every Monday. We don't, like, put out a podcast whenever we feel like it. We stick to a schedule. You can set your watch to this podcast. We will never let you down. We will yeah, live you be like, forever. We are going yes. to live forever. You're going to see us age over time, baby. We're going to have different over cars. Time. We're going to have different, have different lives. Cars, different, different lives, different voices. Eventually, you'll be like, Hello, welcome to Bumper to Bumper, to bumper Podcast. My name's... Chris, that's the trash My man. My name is Rick. I am. Hello, I'm the trash <laughs> man. I am. Good hello. day, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. You gotta hello. do one where we're 
where we... Dude, did you know you can fly to London or Paris right now for like 350 bucks? So we haven't talked about this. In the Vortex, coronavirus craziness going on. It exists. It's madness. It's madness right yeah. now. You are aware of it because it's happening in your hometown too. Travel is very inexpensive, and rightfully so, because airplanes are disgusting. They are filled with germs, and they're maybe filled with coronavirus right now too. Well, see, you're part of the you're part of the fear. Don't say that. We don't know that, but I do got to say it is crazy. <laughs> Co- Coachella's canceling. South by Southwest got canceled, and uh, who knows what else is going to be canceled by the time this podcast comes out. I heard that rumors that Abracadabra Festival was going to cancel, too. That's what I heard. No. Abracadabra Festival will never be canceled. We have uh, specially made Abracadabra masks and specially made Abracadabra biohazmat suits Uh that we're going to give out to every patron. Everyone's going to sound like rustling plastic in the audience, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be great. No, I did think about that. I was like, this could, by you know, if this doesn't stop, that could that could affect numbers and people coming out because you know I I am one of the biggest conspiracy theorist brains that I know. I know only know me, and uh, even I'm kind of getting a little worried about what's going on because look, you can say that this is the common flu, but. Regardless of that, it's still having an effect on culture. It's the rate. And, it's the um, it's the rate, and it's the the ability for it to live is what I've heard. the The virus doesn't go away on a, on on, yes. uh, on an object uh, quickly. So that's the problem with it. That's that's freaking people out, and rightfully so. It's not to be taken cavalierly, but you don't need to go out, from what I understand, and buy up all the water. People are getting their like yeah, their prepper brains. People are in. buying up all the all the toilet paper. I just ordered. Um, Look, I'm touching my face right now. I'm I, sorry, but guess what? I have a little. Where's my? Wait, where is my? Where is my little spray bottle? Where did it go? <laughs> I, I, I just ordered a uh, a bidet on Amazon. I'm gonna get water to shoot up my butthole because uh, <laughs> I'm worried about the toilet paper shortages. You know? <laughs> did you really? I did. Yeah, it's 25 bucks on Amazon. You can get a little bidet. You install it. And I'm actually excited about it because I've always wondered, why do we use toilet paper? That seems so unsanitary to uh, do your business. Like, it's, you know, that's too much, you know? The bidet, You got uh, to s- spray water up your butt. I guess that's uh, that's where this podcast is going, and I'll weigh in on it. I'm Cole's about to get in the car. I'm pro He's bidet. He's ready to go. I'm pro bidet. Yeah. But I also so, uh, love toilet paper. Why are we paper? worried about bidets? I love a toilet talking paper. talking about bidets. Oh, I love toilet paper. We're talking about bidets. Yeah. I love toilet paper. Are you guys bidet users? Are you uh, I just ordered users? a little bidet because I'm worried about this toilet paper shortage going on. Ordered right a, bidet, a bidet, a because, bidet. You're wor- <laughs> because you're worried about toilet paper shortage? This is what happens when you leave the car, Cole. Cole, <laughs> we, talk we about started talking about poop and everything else. Sorry. Sorry, oh, we turned I, your... I wish I was in on that conversation. I love poop. <laughs> You're good here? Yeah, that okay, was cool. a fantastic experience. Actually. We're gonna do is we're getting we're probably at the uh, towards the end here. We got about. You want me to drop you off where we picked you up? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's head we back got about that way. ten minutes. All right. We're gonna yeah. We try to keep these things a little over an hour. Yeah. And we're at an hour ten right now. So you well, got a good. Well, I just one. before we get started and, again. Uh, before we get started again, I just want to say thank you to our unknown sponsor, Reclaimed Frame. You have no idea how much business we're bringing to you, but we yeah. we know that you provide. Every guest will come to reclaim. I, gotta I, go I there. definitely dropped Chris's name. You did? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh good, good. Well, I just said he recommended. I was like, oh friend recommended yeah. it. Oh Chris Sullivan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was a good one. Good. Chris was great. And he's like, Chris is out of town right now, huh? And I was like, 
Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I so want to I want to make a friend matchmaker here because I know you and Sully would get along very well, and you both live on the same in the same quadrant of Los Angeles. I'll leave it at that. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, they're yeah. on this side. He does seem like a cool dude. We met through mutual friend Will Sasso. We did actually. I, we I did. I can't yeah. remember what that. It was probably one of his gatherings. It was. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to shout, shout out, out to Will. 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 Yeah, Will's doing great. He's got a lovely girlfriend Molly, and mm -hmm. they're very much in love. It's it's really nice to it's see. Very that. cute. Yeah, it's very cute. A little too cute, if you ask me. <laughs> you can talk yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, just a little, little too Okay, yeah, enough hey. with the snuggling. Hey, Will, just hey, take it sit easy, Sit on okay? opposite ends of the couch. All right, you're <laughs> making me uncomfortable because I got nobody. I got nobody. Oh, yeah, Chris is single. Oh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, one day you won't be single, you know? You'll be uh, with someone. Yes, yeah, this is true. And uh, you'll forget about it. I know, days. I'm right. I'm just being a little days. dramatic right now. Chris? So, Cole, here's my hard-hitting question. Are you there, Cole? Are you there? Did he just? I think he just crashed his car. Christian. Hey, so let's do. Um, I'm going to do my hard hitting question. Cole, what movies did you grow up watching? I'm really curious there because you're doing such awesome work in this cinema world and you're an incredible director. But what movies were you watching that really got you, you grooving, man? What was it? Um, excellent question. I think, you know, I mean, I, it really like Tarantino really obviously had an impact. I feel like that's such like a cookie cutter answer. But at the time, no, like growing up, being a, a teenager watching his films, like I didn't. It was the first time I saw some pictures that had such a like a visceral effect. I'm like I didn't right realize now, you could so you know. sort of make I movies like that. Anything. And that kind of opened my mind of like, Stop oh, like you can do like some really creative, cool, different shit. <laughs> this is um, how and it so happened. that was. Oh, just, and I that lost, was, um, call. lost him. I'll get him Very interesting right now. to me. <laughs> Sometimes we lose people. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it here. happens. Oh, we're in a weird... I mean, honestly, going like an hour without a call here. being Hold dropped is like pretty dang good. We, we have a pretty good track record. Usually when we get into like conspiracy talk. I, right as I finish <laughs> answering... Hold on. Chris, are you there? You can't Hold be on. asking questions about Tarantino. Hold on. Right as I finished my question, I was in a dead zone. So you said Tarantino uh, was a very yep. important guy for you. And? Yep. And, oh, and and is more. Uh, <laughs> what, what, well, what was like your favorite Tarantino film, or one that you're like, mine was Pulp Fiction. I, I just, mean, Pulp, it, yeah. it, it, it is Pulp Fiction. I feel it's like that's best. such a it's a boring answer, but it's true. It's the best one because I think just like huge number of filmmakers like saw that at a young age and just like were like blown away, and and yeah. I was just one of them. So yeah. um, I can't deny that fact, you know. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I, I saw Pulp Fiction first, and then I saw Reservoir Dogs later. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then was just like a fan. I just this I loved it. I right. loved everything that he did. Yeah, and, but then I think um, I'm trying to think. I I, I wasn't like he was the first like filmmaker I, I I was aware of as an artist. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you'd watch other films when you're a teenager. You're like you don't know who the director is. You're yeah. just like oh that film was cool. You yeah. know. Um, but but he made me aware that you could be an artist as a filmmaker, and that was interesting to me. Cool. Um. So that was the thing that stood out. Uh, Did you ever me. get him on the red carpet? No, no, no. I saw him at the Burbank airport when I first really? moved to LA, and I was so mad. And I had a copy of Reservoir Dogs in my backpack. Oh my god! Uh, and I was like, wasn't sure it was him. I'm horrible at recognizing yeah. faces, and like, just like looking at him, and I was like, I think that's him. I think that's him. And then when he got up to get on the plane, I was like, oh, it's definitely yeah. him. And then I was like, oh, and I had it in my backpack. That's but funny. Opportunity lost. Yeah. Um, Can't win them all. I want to get, we do a little thing with our guests that we've been doing lately. Uh, my girlfriend, Hillary, introduced us to this idea. It's called This or That. Uh-huh. It's very dumb. We'll ask you a rapid-fire series I of questions. It. Chris will hesitate because he has a hard time 
driving and thinking, Shut and uh, you just fuck. give us up. I'm very, I'm excited to hear Chris. I just want to put the pressure on Chris just to make it even more hard for you. Is that I'm very excited for your this or that. So. Okay, here uh, they they're very dumb. They're just rapid fire. Let's I'll start it. it. Okay, ready? Uh, Lamborghini Maserati. Oh, Lamborghini. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure. Uh, Oculus VR or PlayStation VR? I never tried PlayStation, so it's definitely got to be Oculus. Okay. Universal Studios or Disneyland? Oh, that's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a pretty Guess good one. Guess who's been doing his research, Ooh. Rick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did research. <laughs> um, dang. Uh, I I think I have to just I have to say, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm you stumped me mm. because Whoa! they both have very good. Pros and cons. <laughs> All right. Well, like, let's unpack this a little bit. Disneyland. Okay. Disneyland, what is it got? Well, well, the pros you... and cons? Oh, so Disneyland, the nostalgic feel. You know, like, you never have a you never have a bad time there. I mean, not that you have a bad time at Universal. Right. But, like, it's just such a happy place. You can't help but being happy there. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so much fun. Uh, Universal, the rides are, like, better, per se. You know, like, more exciting mm-hmm. for adults. Right. Uh, I feel like you can drink there. Yeah. Also makes you can have things a, You fun. can have a beer at Universal. You can have a beer. At, you yeah, can, which is super cool. Makes it more of a casual experience. Disneyland's a little more expensive, right? I'm doing this for you. Disneyland's, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like $250 to go in. Universal Studios, you might know somebody who works there gets you in for free. Makes it a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to have to decide Also, with you Universal there. Studios has the Hollywood Horror Nights, which is... It's a fun night. Fantastic. That's a fun That's night. That's a good time. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't have an answer for you. Okay, fine. Rick, your Depends. question. You go. Uh, <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 1 or Kill Bill Volume 2? Ooh. Uh, I, I think I think 2 because that's where the story all came together. Mm. Like, 1 was a super cool, like, action adventure where, like, it sets everything up, but, like, you just get exposed to this really cool crazy world which yeah. is exciting but like i really loved all the backstory like why like what happened between the bride and everything like that yeah, that yeah, yeah. We're, finding out the the backstory was really fascinating to me so i i go to uh Chris. okay great paul thomas anderson or rick darge oh oh rick darge <laughs> yeah in your face yeah San, uh <laughs> santa monica beach or venice beach to to do what to just hang out live your life go for a stroll Santa Monica. Santa Monica. In-N-Out Burger mm-hmm. or Shake Shack? In-N-Out. 100%. Oh, uh, ribeye steak or uh, what's the other one? Uh, filet mignon. Uh, I don't eat steak that often. Okay. So I don't have a I, – I, I literally, like, even in the days where I was eating steak, I was did not have enough awareness to know. Okay. High school or, co- high school or college or university, as they say. Oh, it would definitely be it would yeah university and I would all it was yeah university I think uh, fun time hot coffee or cold coffee what this varies I I switch so the answer is oh, both good. I basically hold out on changing until I can't do it any longer okay so I'll drink hot coffee it's cold now I'll drink hot coffee until it's like super hot out and I'm drinking hot coffee and I'm like this is idiotic yes and i switch the cold and then i'll drink cold coffee <laughs> until it's freezing but like, okay i gotta go hot so i just draw out the change how much coffee do you drink a day just one one cup sometimes one cup, two. Yeah. yeah do you have a cutoff me it's after two i don't drink oh yeah it. 2 p.m for me yeah 2 p.m cool. yeah yeah freeze Chris? freeze-dried coffee or folgers 
Like, why would you try either of those? <laughs> That's the question I'm asking, man. Neither. Neither. I'll drink water before I drink that stuff. Oh. Uh, raspberry White Claw or Lime White Claw? Oh, this is, these are the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> uh, I would go Raspberry, but have you tried the new Lemon and no. Tangerine? No. Oh, my goodness. Which, okay, Lemon or Tangerine? Oh, Lemon. Okay. I'm yeah. drinking- but there's also Watermelon in that pack, which is another amazing thing. Chris, are you drinking White Claw right now? No, I'm, I've been drinking this freeze-dried coffee in the morning because I'm lazy these days. And I told it to some dude I was working with, and he goes, Dear God, you don't give a fuck about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree oh, with I that response. laughing so hard because his response was, I do love coffee, but I was like, oh, man, you have no idea how just like I need it in my system immediately. Uh, Didn't you have an Instagram story where you were at a family member, or a grandma or someone, and you had, f- like, instant Folgers? Or am I confusing? Did I dream that? You dreamt that I one. I dreamt that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a dream Instagram on that one, <laughs> Rick. Oh, Chris? <laughs> yes. Chris, go ahead. A part- Give us another one. What, another hard-hitting bad boy one? Trader Joe's, <laughs> yeah. or, Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Ooh. Whole Foods, just because there's no Trader Joe's near me, okay. so... I don't really have much of a choice. Yeah. Uh, prosci- uh, prosciutto or salami? <laughs> Dude, what? Uh, prosciutto. I would say when I when I indulge on the occasional charcuterie board, uh, prosciutto is a frequent, uh, frequently present. Okay. Rick, uh, I wonder. What? I wonder, I wonder. Rick and I are meeting for lunch at Bay City Delis. And you're I'm, more than welcome to join us. You're more than okay. welcome yeah. to join us. And I am pulling up now in... They're, for some reason, they might be closed on Tuesdays, if I recall. I'm driving by right <laughs> oh, now. Of course they are. Let me tell you. Oh, I could be wrong, too. I Okay, over easy or scrambled? Ooh, over easy. No, Growing open. up scrambled all day, but like as I've refined my palate, oh. the mixture of the yolk and egg. Do you do is... a little dip? Do you have the toast? Do you eat bread? I, I do eat bread. Uh, well, actually, I, I actually try not to eat too much yeah. bread. Uh Gluten isn't uh, super. F- it's not bad, but like we I've noticed, yeah. I get yeah. But it's like, I mean, slow. Gluten, you get tired. I, I I just like it doesn't. I I get a weird peculiar stomachache sometimes. Same. If I eat bread on empty stomach, I'll feel sick yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So I just don't eat it that often. It's but, hard uh, for your body to break it down. My goodness, like warm bread and butter at a restaurant is oh. kind of like I, you can't you beat that. I wish that open. could just be a meal. Have yes. you ever been to Have you ever be. been to Funnel Mill, the coffee shop in Santa Monica? Here, have you ever been there, Cole? No, where that? No, I'm it's not. On it's on Broadway, Monica. just below 11th. It's really, really good. It was like early. Stuff, it was an early coffee, like third wave coffee spot, and it's run by, I believe they're Chinese. I believe the family, but it is ridiculously good coffee. It was early on the only place you could get like that crazy drip cold brew coffee where they like you know drip it okay. down over a block of ice and all of that stuff. Highly recommend. They're my new sponsor on oh, the podcast. I check it out. I'm going to start just uh, picking companies I like and having them sponsor the podcast. Chris? Yes? Uh, we are coming to the end here. Cole, are you going to be okay? It's raining. Yeah, 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 no, it's fine. I okay. grew up in Vancouver. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm friends okay. with the rain. This okay, is Vancouver cool. light. Um, Cole, thanks for being the on the last podcast. Thing. Oh, wait, do you have any, like, uh, to any aspiring filmmaker out there, any words of wisdom that you can impart on them? They're. They're just getting into it. Anything that you could say? Well, yes. I have I have two things to say. So my first thing to say is, like, just start shooting shit. Go make your own stuff. Yeah. We have all the access to all the gear in the world. 
and uh, you have the ability, like go do it and, and don't worry so much about it being good or not because you'll learn something, the next thing you do will be better, the next thing you do will be better, and at some point someone's gonna be like, hey, I like that thing you yeah. did, let me hire you. The See second, that? I have oh, two pieces oh. of advice. Yes. Sorry, uh, the second thing that I think it's important to realize when you're starting out is that, like I think people tend to focus on how they're not where they wanna be or how there's other people ahead of them, and I think it's important to recognize that so many more people are in the exact same place. Like, let's say you have a little job and you're trying to figure out what your next job is, like, and it's stressful. Like, I'm in the same spot. I'm trying to figure out what my next step is. And yep. I think that even, like, if you go all the way up the line to, like, Steven Spielberg, it's like, he doesn't want his next movie to be a flop. He needs right. to figure out what the best move is for him, you know? And, and sure, the place on the scale is different, but we're all sort of making the same decisions and the same moves. So I think that like our lives as filmmakers are far more similar uh, creatively, mm -hmm. like what we're doing and how we're strategizing our careers than one tends to think. Mm, I think it's right. important to recognize that you're, you're still pitted with the same choices that's awesome. that someone like Steven Spielberg is or, or yeah. someone like myself is. We're just on different places on the axis. Right, that's amazing. Well, that's my thought. Chris is gonna close it out. Chris, any last words from you? Cole, I loved having you on the podcast, man. I'd, I'd like to hang out more. Maybe I'll see you at one of the Will Sasso bad movie nights. I also love bumping Absolutely. into you. Absolutely, let's do it. It was great. Let's it was hang, great talking let's, to you. Let's, it was great having let's Canada hang out. Pride. Yeah, let's Canada do it. Pride. Thank you for having, having me on the podcast. This yeah. was awesome. I'm very stoked to be here. Uh, it was tons of fun. Yeah, thanks, Cole. And thanks, Chris. I'll let you close it out. All right, Rick. And I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We did it. Podcast number, I don't know what, but I had a blast doing it. Cole, really interesting guy. I, I, I had no clue that that was going on in the cinematography world. No idea that there's car arms with cameras on them shooting things. His energy is so positive. How did he put up with Rick Darge? I have no idea. How the two of them are friends, no idea, because Rick is just such a hard person to get along with. I said, um, so little this podcast. That's one of the things I was focused on. I hope I did a good job. Bumper to bumper people, I love you. You're my favorite folks. This podcast is so fun to do and you make it that much better. We're here each week Monday. We drop a new episode live in our cars with a new guest each week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're still voting, vote. Have fun with that. Be safe out there. We love you. We're on Bumper to Bumper Podcast on Instagram. You can get it at all the podcast spots. I'm Chris Candy. Rick Darge is on here. Have a great week, everybody. This was Bumper to Bumper. <laughs>